Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Your Best Version. My name is David Porter. It's always great to have you here. In last week's episode, we did a replay of our episode on failure. I hope you enjoyed that. I think understanding the power of failure is one of the most important things that all of us can do as we travel our path to our purpose, to our five-star version. We so want to avoid failure, and I think being reminded on a regular basis that failure is part of the success. Failure is one of the things that is so vitally important to us, finding our way to that place that we have been led. At the end of our episode two weeks ago, I told you that our next topic would be gestation. We're going to put that on hold for a couple of weeks because over the next two weeks, this week and next, we're going to talk about the idea of guarantee. And more importantly, we're going to talk about how there is no guarantee. And when we talk about no guarantee, what I'm talking about is there is no guarantee of tomorrow. There is no guarantee that we are going to have the amount of time that we think we're going to have. And so this week, I want to I want to dedicate this episode to a dear friend of mine, uh, and I want to tell you some stories that I think will help give you an idea of why it is so important for all of us to understand that there is no guarantee. And I'm going to start with a story that happened to me more than 30 years ago. Uh, I was a second-year law student, uh, and... I was in the process of working like crazy to get through that second year of law school. Now, one of the things that you'll hear lawyers and law students say is that law school, which is a three-year path, really follows a very distinct pattern. Uh, In year one, uh, the faculty tries to scare you to death. In year two, they try to work you to death. And in year three, they absolutely bore you to death. And that's okay. That's just the process. This is not a please feel bad for David for having to go through law school. Uh, there is, I have no such feelings. But I was in the midst of my second year. I was in the midst of that trying to get the work done that needed to be done for me to prepare myself for my first um, full-time clerkship in that summer. It was the spring semester. And I remember that I was, uh, I was at the library, not the law library, I was at the main library. Uh, and for those of you, uh, I think I've mentioned that I went to law school at Notre Dame. And if any of you have watched a Notre Dame football game, you have seen, I'm positive, the mosaic on the side of a building that people call Touchdown Jesus. Well, that's actually a mosaic on the side of the building, which is the main campus library. And that's where I was. And it was March of uh, 1989, and I was there uh, working on a paper that I was going to ultimately have published uh, later on that year. And I was there all day. And about 11 o'clock at night, I found my way back back to my dorm room. And as I was trying to get the key out of my pocket, get it into the door and unlock the door, my phone was ringing. 
was about 11 o'clock at night and there's really there was really only one person I knew that might be calling me at 11 o'clock at night and that was a good friend of mine that lived just a floor below I figured he wanted to go uh, go out and get some uh, uh, some food get some uh, breakfast at the local Denny's do something like that I was very excited because I was very hungry and I'd been working all day and so I thought that was great I get through the door I pick up the phone it is my brother I have an older brother who's eight and a half years older than me. And at that time, he had never called me. Uh, that was not something that we did. We saw each other occasionally as I was home from school. Uh, we were very close. We remained very close. But he, at that time, didn't ever call me. And the long story short was we went through a very brief conversation that at the end of which he told me that my mom, who was 55 years old, had died. Now, this was incredibly earth-shattering for me because of my relationship with my mom. Uh, she was a, a very, very, uh, we were very, very close. And it was one of those things that all of us either have been or will go through an event in your life that at the very moment it happens shakes you to your core. And that's what happened. And my reason for starting with this story today is because my mom was 55 years old. She did not appear sick she certainly didn't appear to be on the verge of passing away. And I had just seen her the week before. Uh, I knew that she was having, to her words, issues with her sciatica. I learned later that she was not having issues with her sciatica. It was much more serious, but I didn't know that. And I thought that I had many, many more years to spend with her. Law school was our project. She had been the one throughout my entire growing up, had been the one that had pushed me to do more, to do better. Uh, and when the time came for uh, me to go to law school, she was the one that encouraged me uh, to take it on and, uh, and to be successful at it. And I value that to this day. And in that moment, that person, that support, that that person, that mom that had brought me into this world was gone. And she was gone in an instant. And immediately, I understood, maybe not as much as I understand 30 years later, but I understood the idea that there is no guarantee. We don't have tomorrow. In fact, one of the things that I've read uh, throughout my career is that tomorrow never happens. Tomorrow never comes, because when tomorrow happens, it is today. Tomorrow is a fantasy. And so we don't have that guarantee, not only that we won't have tomorrow, we don't have a guarantee that we'll have the rest of today. And so that for me began to frame this idea that I don't have forever. Transition to about a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago. I had the same sort of news in a different way. And I'm going to tell you a story about someone uh, that I am dedicating this episode to uh, because she was my friend. Um, Angela was a classmate of mine, and I met her in the fall of our seventh grade year in middle school. She was in the band, she played trumpet, so was I. 
And for six years, Angela and I sat next to each other every day in band class. I don't mean some days. I mean every day. She was talented. She was bright. She was inquisitive. She was a wonderful musician. There were simply no bad things to say about her. She was absolutely wonderful. And we went through our six years of school and we graduated together. And I went my direction to college. She went her direction. And through what I think is one of the most wonderful parts of social media, uh, I had been able to follow her life uh, since we had both become adults. Uh, she was incredibly successful in her career. She married a wonderful man. They had a they they have a daughter, and one of the dreams that they had was to buy a boat, buy a sailboat, and sail uh, off of the coast of Florida and just make their way around the Caribbean and the Bahamas, etc. And I'm probably getting some of that totally wrong because I'm not a sailor, um, but. You understand that she and her husband had this vision. They had this vision for their life together. And it was wonderful to watch as each progressive step toward that dream became a reality. They both became captains. They both under, you know, they learned about how to sail in uh, a boat in the, uh, in the open water and, and all of the things that are necessary to be able to make this dream of theirs come true. And she... Uh, she and her husband ultimately made that happen. And they had, they bought, they bought a sailboat. And the fun part of the last few years have been for me watching her uh, and her husband's excursions, adventures in this dream that they had had. And it was very heartwarming to watch because I think all of us have people in our life that are, that are such wonderful people that when we see them succeed and get the things in their life that they desire, it is one of those moments where we are so happy for them because we think that they deserve it. And the truth is, they probably do. And so I believe that Angela and her husband Perry deserved what they had earned because they had worked hard for it. They had set a course and they had achieved this opportunity to spend time together on the open seas, to meet new people in various countries and various places and various ports. And at the same time, and this was the part to me that was so incredible, was that at the same time that they were off doing and having these adventures, they were still so very close to their family. Uh, and I would see things on social media about coming back in and finding their way to their family and, and spending holidays or other things. And, and they were so close and they were so connected. Uh, Angela is my age. She is, uh, she was 57. Uh, in, in last fall, she began to feel a little bit off and she didn't feel good. And in December, she went to the doctor. She had some evaluations, some diagnostics done. And at the end of December, she was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer. And her sister, who was so wonderful in keeping all of us up to date on the challenges that Angela was facing, basically walked her path for the last 30 days of her life because she was diagnosed in late December and she passed away at the age of 57 uh, 
in July, in June of, in January of this year. And it was another moment for me of sort of being stopped in my tracks. When I read the announcement from her sister that she had, that Angela had passed away, it was like somebody had just kicked me in the gut. Now realize that this was not a person that I'd spent a bunch of time with since we left high school. But she was someone that was so very kind to me and so much a friend to me for those six years. Uh, I was incredibly shy. She helped me be less shy. Uh, she was someone that, as I look back on that time of my life, she was someone that made my life better. And what was really fun for me in a very, very sad time was watching the number of people who said the very same thing about her. That in the time of life when she was with them, she made their life better. She made their life brighter. And I think for all of us, that's the thing that we can hope for, is that we are a ray of light to the people that come into our path, come across our path, who we are privileged to connect with. And, uh, and so, again, I face this poignant moment of there is no guarantee one would have expected someone that was as so healthy so bright-eyed so smart so talented so so wonderfully complete a person would have this incredibly long life and she didn't and i was reminded that there is no guarantee and so what I would like to do for the last few minutes here of this episode is talk about this idea of the guarantee. There is not a guarantee, which means that we need to be making progress on our path to our purpose, to our five-star version every day. We don't get to take months, quarters, and years off simply letting time pass by because we think there's more time for us to have. There isn't necessarily more time for us to have. And when we diligently pursue our life, we get fulfillment. We get fulfillment because we know in our heart of hearts that the very thing that we are pursuing, we are being diligent about. We are not taking time for granted. What's so interesting to me is that, that as at this point in my life, I look back at 30 and 40 years of schooling and career, and it feels like it's about 25 minutes. I look back and say, where have the decades gone? And where they've gone is where they always go. They go past us moment by moment, minute by minute, day by day. And we look around one day and say, where did the time go. The thing that I so treasure about the two people, my mom and Angela, is that they never wasted their time. They pursued what they desired. They loved the people that were around them. And when they reached the end of their life, there was no doubt that they had not Thought, that they had thought there was some kind of guarantee. They both knew there wasn't, and they lived their life to the fullest. I am so proud to have been Angela's friend. I am so thankful that I had her in my life 
at the time that I had her in my life. We all should be as fortunate to live a life of consequence as Angela did. I can't imagine the sorrow that her husband Perry is facing or that her daughter is facing or that the rest of her family and friends are facing. It has to be absolutely mind-numbing. I've walked that path. I understand that path. And I know that when you have someone in your life that has lived their life so fully, you eventually come to see the blessing of their effort and of their commitment to live their life. And so as I close today, I just want to extend my condolences to Angela's family. I want to extend my thanks to Angela for being that friend of mine. And I would encourage all of you to understand that there is no guarantee of tomorrow. And so every day, we all need to be taking steps forward to find our path, to conquer our purpose, and to become our own five-star version. Angela, you will be missed, and Godspeed to you. Next week, we're going to talk about part two of Guarantee, and I'm going to be playing for you an interview that I had recently after Angela's death. Uh, I, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I was actually at a uh, chamber event where I was interviewed by one of our local radio uh, DJs about this idea of estate planning, which is one of the areas of my law practice. I think the interview dovetails nicely with the idea that there is no guarantee. We all need to prepare for the seasons in our life, the good seasons and the challenging seasons. And so next week, we're going to talk about the idea of since there is no guarantee, we all need to plan because planning prepares us and our family to make sure that when we exit this life, everything that needs to be protected and provided for is taken care of. And you can live in the peace of knowing that those things are taken care of. My name is David Porter. Again, remember, there's no guarantee. We're going to talk about that again next week. I appreciate you being here. I look forward to having you back for our next episode. And remember, your five-star version, it's out there. It's out there for you to pursue every day. Never waste a minute pursuing that greatest version of yourself. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today. I encourage you to take some time and think about what today's episode taught you about yourself and how you can improve. Remember, while you may face challenges, you are the solution. Seek progress, not perfection. Change your belief, change your identity. Change your identity, change your outcome. Change your outcome, change your life. Join us next week as we have another discussion about how you can find your best version.